Hello and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders Amateur Men's Section. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week we're continuing our uh, tour of the characters who make up the backroom staff here at Ealing 1871. We caught up with Chairman Dick a couple of weeks ago. We've got others to come. But this week it's a very special woman who looks after all our stash needs. So we'll be hearing from her in just a moment. But first, just a quick update on the weekend. The first one, 67-5 away to Tabard. The seconds also enjoyed victory, 38-10 away to Hackney. So that would have been a very happy journey back round the North Circular. Anyway, let's crack on with the pod. We are we're very very sacred territory around the back of the club where no one goes. They do sometimes. We are of course at the club shop and that means we're chatting tonight to Bernadette, one of the fantastic volunteers at the club who looks after the stash for pretty much everyone, Bernie. Can you tell a little about your role? How many teams do you look after in terms of stash and and the goodies? Oh gosh. Um, well, I suppose primarily I'm there to make sure there's kit available for the for the kids, the minis and youth teams. Um, I'm there during the season every Sunday. The shops open, um, and as I said, all the minis, the youth, all come in to buy their their kit and anything else that uh, I can sell them. Um, the, silver tongue, silver tongue. anything I can need. persuade them to buy. Um, we're we're not we're not a massive shop. Um, as I said, we're, we're we're there primarily to 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 kit the kids out, and we're not in the business of um, kind of trying to make loads of money. We we tick over nicely, um, which enables us to sort of stock the shop on an ongoing basis. Um, on top of that, we um, deal with all of the stash for the men's section. And it's the favourite time of the year for the boys when they come back in September, where they can come to the shop and collect their stash on a Tuesday or Thursday night. Um, certainly at the beginning of the season, um, I try and be there as, as often as I can to enable them to, to come and pick their stash up. And then as the season progresses, I try and do one or two evenings a week, um, which allows them to come into the shop. But um, yeah, I think I no longer do um, the pro games. That's now That's really done by... Too. That's now done by the community. That frees you up to spend more time. With that, that frees me up. It means I can actually come and watch watch some of the professional games, which I haven't been able to do for a long time. Although I was here, it's really difficult to actually serve and watch at the same time. So that's quite nice. Um, so I haven't done that now for the last couple of years, but I did it. I did it for ten years. That's so something you've I, done. I, you've done your dues. I think. I think I've done my bit. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get involved with doing that? Was it a classic case of your parent down here and someone twisted your arm? Did it appeal to your, your sense of organisation? Yeah. And... Um, so my son 
it, it, it all started um, because I brought my son down to play rugby and we came down, there was um, one of the parents had an older son who was playing rugby down here. His younger son was at school with my son and it just so happened that they had a very boy heavy year. Um, two thirds of their class were actually boys. And so it meant that you, you can imagine it was quite disruptive. They were six year olds. Needed to channel their and energy. They needed something. And um, one of the parents, as I said, had an older son down here and he suggested to a number of us, why don't you come down and um, play rugby on a Sunday? So I think it was a group of initially 14 of us and they started at under sevens. That was in 2001. And when they reached 17, there were still 12 of them of the original 14 playing, which was fantastic. And so that's how I came down initially. Um, I then was, rather than hanging around looking for something to do, and the, the manager at the time needed somebody to take the, um, take the registers. So I started off taking the registers. By the time I'd been here for about three years, I started getting involved with um, helping to organise tours and eventually took over as the age group manager, which I managed the age group right up until, oh gosh, I don't know, um, I think I did six years managing the age group. Um, I think it was really until such time as it started to get to be more serious rugby, really, um, at which point I thought that they were better placed having a, a, a coach or somebody that knew a bit more about rugby <laughs> to actually manage the team. And at that point, um, I started helping with the then youth chair um, doing the uh, pitch and food allocations, changing room allocations, basically all the admin that he couldn't be bothered to do, um, I started doing. So I did that for a few years. Then I took a year off. Well deserved. And um, Mike Cudmore approached me and said, we are looking to expand the club shop. Uh, it was very much at that time, the club shop was very much aimed at kitting out the kids and and not an awful lot more than that really and nothing he's, commercial right yeah it wasn't really commercial and and they wanted to sort of up the profile of the club shop and start offering more um uh, supporters type type kit and he, he he obviously got me on an off day and said you know would you be prepared <laughs> to do this and i said well okay I'll, I'll, I'll think about it, but if I'm going to do it, I want some other um, club volunteers to help. Mainly because what I thought was missing, and, and I, I know we always struggle with volunteers, but what I thought was missing was the sort of community and the camaraderie that we used to have 
when we had the old club building, the one that, that built that burnt down, when we used to run our own kitchen um, during sessions on a Sunday. And um, what used to happen then is each age group or two age groups each week used to take their turn in cooking all the, the bacon rolls and making the teas and coffees. And that was kind of how you got to know everybody and you got to know people in different age groups. So there was far more sort of crossover in age groups. And I just thought, if I'm going to do this shop, I want to really reintroduce that crossover within age groups. So initially, that's that's what would happen. And, and we'd get, you know, chatting to different people, different age groups, and they'd meet different people. So that was a great start. That kind of morphed into more um, having Duke of Edinburgh helpers on a Sunday, which is really nice. It, you know, it's, it's, you get the sort of, the sort of teenage kids coming down and helping out, which is really nice. So I've just sort of stuck at it. And 12 years down the line, I'm still doing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've made friends doing that. Oh, I've made low. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I start, you know, I wouldn't, sometimes it's a pain. Sometimes it takes up too much time. Sometimes it's frustrating. Well, a lot of times actually it's frustrating, but it, it does get frustrating at times, but I love it. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. So the 1871 boys. Yeah. Um, I love what? the 1871. You can hear that. You have to tell them that. I love the 1871 boys. They're a really nice bunch. And as I said, they, they're, they're all around the same age as my son or slightly younger um, in general. And they get really excited when they have to come and, you know, get their stash. And, you know, we have a bit of a laugh. And I know all their, you know, inside leg measurements and everything else. So, you know, I can, I can get people to sort of stand at a distance and work out their sizes these days. I've spent so much time doing it. But no, they're, they're good fun. They're a really nice bunch. Um, and all the sections, actually... A lot of, particularly a lot of the older lads now, um, I've known coming all the way up through the club. So that's lovely. They know me. They know who I am. Um, you know, they're, all, they're always good for a hug and a kiss and a hello. And it's, you know, you, you, kind, of feel, you kind of feel wanted, which is nice. Um, so, yeah, they were really loved. And I've made, you know, over the years, with all of that, I've made some fantastic friends. Um, I love coming down here. I've never felt out of place or that I didn't fit in down here, which was really important. And I think that's what's made me continue coming down. And, you know, I, I feel like I can justify being here by doing something. <laughs> Without you, the place would fall, the place would fall down. Um, uh, what can the eighteen? What what's the stash this year for the eighteen seventy one now? Oh, oh, now we've completely turned it on its head this year. So I don't know if I should tell you. No, um, what we're doing this year is each. It's very difficult. It becomes very difficult to say what can we, what can we come up with this year that's different. And it's actually quite hard because there's only so many different products that that you can. You can bring in for them and each year we try and come up with something new um and we were sort of running out of ideas and 
but the last couple of years we've kind of expanded the range from which they can choose this year we're going to do something completely different and what we're doing is we're giving each of the boys um vouchers so they they're going to get two vouchers and we're going to give them a list of pretty much most of what is stocked in the shop and each item will have a voucher value so it might be that you can buy a jacket let's say with two vouchers so that's your vouchers gone it may be that you can buy a t-shirt with one voucher so you could potentially buy two t-shirts it's just opening up the range to them um, so that they, they they've got more of a choice really i've also produced a couple of um designs specifically i think aimed aimed at them which i think um will be popular with them um with the boys and you know we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see but basically it's just opening up the the range so they've got more to choose from and we'll see how that goes and you know that will probably determine what we do next year you're listening to the ealing 1871 podcast Blee green now you, one thing you mentioned you aren't just shop <laughs> bacon sandwich maker <laughs> tea maker coffee maker what have you you are as you said before you're a supporter of crows you don't yes the crows uh, you're also involved with the supporters club yes and you do like a, an away trip jersey i love Palmer. an away trip my favourite holiday has become going away with a, a huge bunch of people. Um, I think it started, you know, I've done several long haul tours with the club. I, I've had amazing opportunities through being part of this club. And I think that's actually something that I was really passionate about was that we did a number of long haul tours a lot of that was down to one of our previous chair people, um, Rob McGee, who is just a force to be reckoned with. Basically, if it, you know, if Rob said it would happen, it would happen. Um, and he was very much a driving force behind a lot of the long haul tours that we did, starting with um, South Africa in 2001. So as a club, um, I was only joining at that point, so I didn't actually go to South Africa. But I know a lot of people that did. But in 2002, we went to Scotland. In 2003, we went to Ireland. And that was a huge tour. That's the one where we actually made it into the Guinness Book of Records. And that was when I first started actually getting involved with, with helping out. I think I got involved with, with fundraising for that tour. Um, 2004 we went to Argentina which was amazing so one of my everlasting memories is my son coming home from school when he was about I don't know 10 or 11 and saying that his teacher had been really impressed with his comments on his project because they were talking about deforestation and he said he had personal experience of this when he went to South America. Um, and I thought, oh my God, you know, this is 
how many kids of his age could actually say they've been in the jungles of South America? And we wouldn't have done that without being part of feeling rugby people, the rugby club, Absolutely. you know, um, it was amazing. So that was, that was 2004. We went to Argentina, 2006, we arranged, uh, and again, myself and, and Bill Grist and Jonathan Good, um, two other club members, we arranged a tour down to the West country. We took over 500 parents and kids to Burnham on sea which yeah, was amazing. Burning. Caravan parks. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. That was 2006. 2006, I also went to Namibia and South Africa to spec out a, a long haul tour, which was a youth section tour. And we went back in 2008 and we, we toured Namibia. Um, and when, you know, we also went on down to South Africa. So, Really, the thing about rugby tours for me is the fact that when you go away with that many people, there's always somebody that wants to do what you want to do. So, and there's too many people for you to be in a sort of relatively small group and fall out with somebody. Sure. Um, you know, everything's diluted and it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, for the kids, I mean, you know, we, we, we got to play in South Africa or Namibia, we got to play on pitches where the boys had to walk the pitches first to remove the stones and the glass and the, uh, and the shotgun shells before we could even play the game because the, the kids over there play barefoot without gum shields. So, you know, and to see, we, we didn't go down the traditional route in South Africa or Namibia where you tend to go to the, you know, the public schools. We went down the sort of native route. So there was a lot of poverty, but we were able to, you know, um, actually get money together, which we gave to those clubs so that they could entertain us. But it just, it was a real eye opener, I think, for the kids. So all of that's really parents good experience. Too, I and the parents too. So that was kind of my touring. So I love touring. Now, of course, I know my son no longer plays, but I'm still here. And my favourite trip every year is, is um, Jersey. Yeah. I love going to Jersey. Um, don't know why. I just relax as soon as I get off the plane. Um, and I think this year we had our biggest ever crowd going out to Jersey. I think it was about 350, something like that, which was a huge number. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't win, but you know what? Um, it wasn't about that for me. I, I just, I just love taking part in it. Really, you enjoy the season ahead. I'm sure you will with the supporters' club. We'll, uh, we'll, I hope people can look into that and find out a little bit more about it. Oh God, yes. So yeah, I do rattle on, don't I? Um, that's, that's yeah, the fun. supporters' club. Uh, supporters' club. Um, we formed the supporters club a little over a year ago um it's in the very early stages but we are now looking to sort of push our membership it's very much um geared at supporting ealing trail finders rugby it's it's not about the pro section it's not about the ladies it's not about the the men it's not about the kids it's about everybody it's the whole community and everybody, we've formed a committee, we've got a website, um, and it's very much, everybody on that committee is very much um, 
of the of the feeling that this is about healing rugby it's not about any one section or any one part it's very much encouraging community really and 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 a one club ethos and uh, yes yeah, so we hope we hope to um spend this year driving our membership up fantastic well, i'm sure many people will happily join and uh, bernie thank you so much for chatting There's thank that... you jeremy have i run over time not at all bernie <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not ending by that it's been great great to hear about all your your activities within the club um, and we look forward to seeing you on the sidelines thank you job my thanks then to Bernie and a quick heads up for what's happening this weekend. The 1871 firsts are away to Saracens Amateurs with a three o'clock kickoff. The seconds are at home to London Scottish kicking off at 14.30, 2.30 and other money. And Ealing Trailfinders thirds are away to Ickenham. That's also a 2.30 kickoff over in Uxbridge. Good luck to those teams. Thanks again to Bernie and see you all again next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next time and remember to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. Read Green.